Welcome back to Square Horror. I am your Duke of Spook, Danny. I'm the Master of Scaramonies, Matt. What are we covering, Danny? And this week we are covering the shockingly recent uh, shark epic, 47 Meters Down, Uncaged. Shark epic. That's That's putting it mildly, I'd say. I, I didn't want to oversell it right away. Like, we got a whole episode to get into, like, why it's so rad. But you I mean, gotta you can... understand, that, like, we're getting into it. No, this one's good. Like, I know for, there's a lot of shark movies out there, but we were just talking about, like, this one's good. Like, you want to watch this one. I, I'll go so far as to say, and granted, I haven't seen a whole lot of shark movies, but this is my go-to shark movie of the 21st century. I, I, I can't just say it's my go-to shark movie, because Jaws exists. You know, I feel like it's slightly below Jaws two for my favorite shark movie. Uh, so Ooh, there's some okay. there's something to shark sequels, uh, and that that really just tells you it's gonna be good. Um, which mm-hmm. makes me think about uh, how the Meg two is gonna shake out because I still haven't seen oh, the Meg. Yeah. Uh, but by the time the Meg two comes out, uh, we should give a crack at those um, when it comes to mm-hmm. shark horror. Um, yeah, but for the most definitely. part. You know, we've only covered Jaws before, the the original Jaws uh, with Devin, because mm-hmm. um, the shark movies are kind of her department. Um, yeah. But uh, this one I feel like is really special because um, Danny and I were just talking about it, so I can confirm this is true. This movie scares us. It it's fucking it's, scary. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it does. It does claustrophobic horror very well, which a lot of shark movies don't do. Because like most shark movies, you're just like, oh, there's a shark in this lake or in this right. ocean. This one is, oh, there's a shark in an underwater catacomb with you. Good luck. Yeah, yeah that's the the whole other part of it. Is like. The fact that it's not just claustrophobic horror, it's not just isolation, isolation like nature horror, like with sharks, um, but mm-hmm. a large part of it, like with when we covered uh, Underwater and Life, a lot of those isolation horror movies, half the battle is the uh, environment. So there's a great yeah. deal of underwater survivalism stuff that carried over from the first movie. This is, you know, 47 meters down, uncaged, or sla- aka uncaved with a cave yeah. there's a lot of caves in this one. there's no cages directly but like that's just a reference to the first 47 meters down uh mm-hmm. which was i think that was 2017 yes uh, yes okay 2017 um great great movie uh, we'll definitely cover it someday um but this is like a spiritual sequel to that in in effect that it has nothing to do with the first movie whatsoever it's just in name only mm-hmm. and that there are sharks well, and that's why I'm really glad they didn't go with either of the other titles they considered for this movie. Um, what did they do? Because I think... So, initially it was going to be called 48 Meters Down, just for oh. doing a sequel. Um, then they were going to do... And they released a teaser trailer for 47 Meters Down, the next chapter. But then the by the end of the... chapter? Um, <laughs> by the end of 2018, they were like, you know what? This isn't going to work. So we put it as Uncaged. And that works so much better. Uncaged is great. Uncaged is also, uh, if you've seen the first one, um, all that separates the protagonists from the sharks is a cage. So you could imagine Uncaged, there's up the stakes. Because this movie, yeah. like any any classically good horror sequel, 
takes what the first one does and just expands on those aspects. So this takes mm-hmm. the shark horror, the isolation, it raises it up several levels. Um, even better claustrophobic horror because there's, you know, underwater caverns, which we'll fucking get into. Um, there's mm-hmm. the limited air supply that's brought back into more effect. Um, and then there's multiple sharks, mo- more people. Uh, so the body count's got to be higher. So it's kind of like what Aliens is to Alien. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, it just kind of takes what it had. Terminator is a good example. It just takes what the yeah. original does and just does it even better. So, like, yeah. both movies are great, but, like, man, uncaged. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. And yeah. I appreciate that um, they, like, have anti-shark propaganda. Not, like, anti-shark, but, like, against propaganda, against shark uh, information at the end of this movie. That is really cool. Um, because like they're like at the end of the credits there's the whole like no sharks were hurt in the making of this movie and then they include the tidbit of sharks kill less than 10 people a year but research estimates that humans kill up to 100 million sharks a year so fuck you guys honestly i really like i think that should be like the postscript of every shark movie uh from here into eternity um, but it's also kind of cool because this movie, unlike other shark, like I haven't seen the shallows, uh, or those mm-hmm. other movies where like it's shark horror, but it's more like just thrillers with sharks and, uh, they're yeah. maybe not as nice in depicting sharks. It's kind of like if the, it's like what the ID channel does for serial killers, those movies do mm-hmm. for sharks where it's like, we don't need to like fetishize how much they'll kill people because they don't. And that makes people afraid of them and fear leads to, you know, them being in danger. Well, yeah. You're more likely to be crushed by a vending machine than killed by a shark. <laughs> right. Think about that for a second. Uh, how many vending machines do you pass a day that don't kill you? And so if you're in the water, there's already not a lot of sharks <laughs> in the water already because we killed most of them. Mm-hmm. So the chances are that you'll yeah. run into one that will actually hurt you are also very slim. Um, but I think it's cool that they cover their asses in this movie because I would hesitate to even call these things sharks. Because this specific yeah. species doesn't really exist. And I have a whole little thing that I really hope works with that later. Um, mm-hmm. But these sharks are kind of modeled off of those uh, cave fish. Um, you know about those, right? The, yeah. They, they're like translucent, uh, you know, because they evolved in the dark, so they don't need to see, per se. Yeah, they don't, uh, have, they don't have eyes. They're translucent because there's no light going through their bodies that their organs have to be protected from. Yeah, they look like um, ghosts. So, like, imagine it, it's ghost sharks who can't see. That's what we're dealing with here. Like, yeah, those are they're not really... freaked me out the first time I saw this movie. I really don't like it. <laughs> it's really scary. <laughs> Especially because every time they pop up, that, like, music note hits. It's, like, a really weird... Uh, chord that they play and it really it's like Mm -hmm. it freaks me the fuck out man yeah i do want to say one thing i really love about this movie is the sound design and the score of the movie um i just think it's done so with such great effect in this it's fucking really cool very very cool um with that we could talk about the director and the uh writers yes um i'm really excited to talk about this guy because uh, he's going to be on the podcast again in a couple of weeks. Uh, Johannes Roberts, uh, he directed the original 47 Meters Down. He directed a movie called Expelled, which I picked up um, from a weird website uh, because it was one of his earlier movies. Um, mm. 
it's kind of like The Purge, but like in a school, so it's wild. Oh. Uh, he also directed the mo- most recent Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, and oh, my yeah. favorite, he directed The Strangers Pray at Night. I'm beyond excited to talk about that on the podcast in a couple weeks. And <laughs> it's to have so an fucking good. to rewatch it again. It's so fucking good. And I feel like what is, is noteworthy is all of the movies that I have seen of his, so all of the movies I just mentioned, I've seen. Uh, and I own all of them. Except I don't own Welcome to Raccoon City, but I haven't I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, but I really like the way that he makes movies. Like they're always very visually striking. Um, yeah. we'll get into it a lot with Pray at Night. <laughs> but um mm-hmm. like the, both these 47 meters down movies and this one in particular are shot in they're scary to watch. Like the the pacing is very well established in how the movie is shot. Um I don't know, I'm just not a very like technical filmmaker, but like I don't know, he just has it, you know what I mean? Like he just gets it. Well, yeah, he he works really well with his cinematographers to get the most like eerie shot he can out of a scene. Mm-hmm. Like he's someone who I can tell really knows how to like read and visualize a script. Yes, that's which very I think impressive. is one of the most important things for a film director because like yeah. that's the one thing that films got is it's the visual medium yeah. for storytelling. Yeah, um, I think he's got writing credits as well on this and the first movie, yes. and then we also have Ernest Riera, who co-wrote this one, um, and uh, Danny, this cast is, un- there's a lot of connections here, I don't know if there's you a knew. Lot, there's, there's a lot there's of a lot. in this one. There's a lot, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> So the 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 main characters, uh, they're stepsisters, uh, Mia and mm-hmm. Sasha, who are played by Sophie Neelys and Corinne Fox, respectively. Um, mm-hmm. Sophie was in the uh, movie adaptation of The Book Thief, um, which rules. Mm-hmm. The book is great, also, and she's also in the show Yellow Jackets. Which Danny, I need to watch this show. I don't know what the hell is I've going heard, on with it, but I've heard I've, great things it about it. So yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it, and I keep getting ads for it. And I'm like, well, shit. I guess I gotta get on the Yellow Jackets train. And it looks, like, spooky, too. So it looks like something that yeah. I would be, like, super into. So, yeah, but I'm super down for that. And she's in that as well. Uh, I also found out that her younger sister, Isabel, uh, was the younger sister in the movie Mama. Uh, like, the younger, more feral <gasps> child. Oh, shit. They're related. That's pretty nuts. Um, and, she, you know, when she I grew up, that. she was in that cameo appearance in the It movies as well. So... Figured out that they were related. And then Corinne Fox is Jamie Foxx's daughter. Mm-hmm. Why? And the connections don't stop there, kids. No. Um, <laughs> so, the fr- so the friends of these girls are played by... Are Alexa and Nicole, I think are their names, are played by Brienne. Yeah. Brienne Jew, who's been in a lot of TV shows, and specifically mm-hmm. horror TV shows, like at this target demographic... Yeah. Uh, the I Know What He Did Last Summer Prime series, the MTV Scream mm-hmm. series, and the Hulu, I think FX One Light as a Feather, which was kind of like yeah. the crafty, witchy type stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those? I I haven't seen any of those. I remember seeing her in the trailers for I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I yeah. was going to get around to that, and I just never did last year, so I'm hoping to finally get to watch that season sometime this year. And then yeah. Scream, the Scream series, I really got to get into. 
so eventually we'll cover the show like when we do all the movies and whatnot we'll cover the show because now i know somebody who really likes the show and i'm if okay. we're going to talk about it, I really want to get her input because I didn't like most of it. Um, but there were definitely okay. a lot of good parts to it. Um, it's just, I don't know. You know me. I'm, it's Some things are just not my vibe. Yeah. Um, and then Nicole, the character Nicole, is played by Sistine Stallone, who is uh, Sylvester Stallone's daughter. Again. Yes, Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> second daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is wild to me. And yeah, she gets a moment in this movie, which is a direct callback to um, Sylvester Stallone's movie uh, Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> which is a slow-mo drop, which I yeah. love that they put that in there for her. Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Johannes is like, bro, we gotta do this. <laughs> no one will know. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll know. Uh, and then, so... Mia and Sasha's parents' uh, dad is played by a guy named John Corbett. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. this, but it's one of my mom and my brother Sean. I always seem to be watching it. But my my big fat Greek wedding. He's like the guy, like the like the fiance in that movie. I've never seen it, but i i've I think my family's been yelling at me to watch it for like a decade <laughs> and a half at this point. Yeah, um, I feel like it's very Mamma Mia. Like for like, I know you haven't seen it, but it's yeah. like that very much. So it's like to do with Greek weddings still. Well, and he's also like, he was on the Sex and the City show for a couple. Yeah, of Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I think he's been in the To All the Boys I Know Before movies. The past oh, couple really? years for Netflix. Yeah, man, he um, he looked really yeah. familiar when he showed up in this movie, and uh, the same thing with um, the mom is Nia Long, who. Um, a lot of people would probably know her because she's like a Tyler Perry legend. Like she's been in well, so I, many of his works. I was like, I think of her from uh, Fresh Prince back. Right, in the 90s. she's in Fresh Prince too. Yeah, like she's just been around for years, and she's been in like so many big things. And the whole time, mm-hmm. I'm just like, how did they get all both of these actors to just be in the movie for as little as they're yeah, in? Because it, you the know? cast, it's a cast of ten people. That's how you get them in. <laughs> Right. They have very low <laughs> cast costs by having a low amount of actors all costing more. I guess that's just the key. Like you just you can have that's like a really trick. awesome <laughs> cast if you only have like four people. Yep. <laughs> um so I, the whole time I was watching this movie I was just thinking about how like making this movie. Um I know you usually check trivia and I'm sure it was probably mm-hmm. mentioned. But, like, making this movie, most of it is underwater. Um, yeah. You know, the characters are in scuba gear uh, the whole time. They're, so I'm thinking, like, okay, so this movie probably took, like, a couple of months to make. Um, and you probably spent most of that basically just scuba diving with your friends in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. got to be awesome. Because, like, the sharks aren't real. So, basically, you're just getting paid to scuba dive with your friends. And every so often, you just pretend to get chased by a shark. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's got to have been a really fun time, but I do think it's really uh, fun to note that um, both the actresses who played Alexa and Sasha, they both lied at the audition claiming that they had stellar swimming skills. But in reality, like they both had important. they had limited experience with swimming, so they were given swimming lessons before filming started, so they would be like on par. 
They're like, okay, this is going to be exhausting for you. Every, first of all, everyone's going to get in great shape by the end of this movie because all they're doing yeah. is treading water. <laughs> yeah, for fucking days on end. Right, right. And again, just hanging out with your friends in scuba gear in a frankly awesome underwater set. Because, like, yeah. this whole thing is in an underwater catacomb, like, ruined city. And that whole, like, mm-hmm. temple area is just a bunch of underwater statues and that's fucking so cool to be just swimming around in for fun. Like, yeah, there's sharks, but, like, not actually. There's, like, a dude with a stick, and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. no, a shark. And then you just get to swim around all day. And they've got speakers yeah. that are good for underwater, which, I mean, was probably awesome. Which, yeah, I didn't realize that, that was a thing, but that's got to be fucking rad. I remember encountering uh, those when I was a kid. Like, I was at swim lessons or something, and they had, like, a diving team... But it was probably more like, you know, like those uh, really fancy, they used to do it in like old movies all the time, but it was like synchronized swimming, like dances, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. So they were doing that in the pool and they had like a speaker underwater that like, so they could hear it because they had to like, you know, be dancing. And they had someone, like their coach had like a microphone so they could like shout orders at them while they were underwater. And I'm like, damn, that's pretty cool. Shit. Yeah, that's wild. Um, yeah, the technology's out there. This movie did get um, pushed back from its initial release date um, because originally it was supposed to come out in June of 2019, um, but Entertainment Studios, who was handling distribution, they pushed it back about a month and a half because they didn't want to compete with Annabelle Comes Home because they knew that Conjuring train was running through. And so they would rather go up against, like, Blinded by the Light and Good Boys, which were both comedies. And they were like, we Listen, can fit our horror movie in here. What, first of all, Colin, our, my roommate and friend, saw Good Boys five times in the theater. So he was making up <laughs> for it anyway. And secondly, the Conjuring train at that point for Comes Home was derailed and it was just like, get out of its way. It's going to make a lot of money, but it's not going to be good. Just get your movie yeah. away from that <laughs> <laughs> we love the conjuring movies but some of them are not yes. god are not good um i'm excited for last right i'm intrigued bro it's gonna be metal i tell you what <laughs> it's gonna be sweet well, dude, none too being filmed in an abandoned french church is gonna be rad i am fucking here the whole time i was in ireland last summer and in scotland a couple of weeks ago I was just thinking about every time I was like in a ruin of like some old church. I'm like, I wish demons were real because like they would be here. Like this is the coolest looking metal place ever. So of course you're gonna want to make a movie about like a evil nun doing all sorts yeah. of horrible shit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you ready to get into this? Let's get into this movie. Alright, cool. Because um, it doesn't really feature danger for quite a while, and we have to learn about our characters first, which I love. Yeah, it's it spends so much time getting us involved with these characters' relationships. Yeah. Honestly, from the get-go, which is really nice. Yeah, from the uh, minute one. Yeah, because the first thing we see is somebody falling into water, which we then f- come to find out... It's the school pool. It's it um, looks more like a fountain, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the biggest pool, and it's outside. But it's right. a, I think it's a full on pool. For some reason, it's by the entrance though, which is I feel like a bad right. choice. Where you would put a fountain, <laughs> I would think. 
But I mean, the type of place that has a pool slash fountain is a pretty, I mean, the school looks really nice. Um, but mm-hmm. I guess that's just how school is in other countries. Cause like there, this is in the Yucatan peninsula, which is like Southern tip Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, there's a school for girls, which always seem to have some intense problem with bullying. Like at every time I've seen them depicted, it's never like fun and nice, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, we have like, yeah. we have like everyone is hating on the new girl trope, which is, like, fine. That's how schools work. But, like, that's... So, so Sophie's getting bullied by just popular girls at school. But, like, her sister, her step-sister, it's very important, uh, Sasha's mm-hmm. just leaving her out to dry. Yeah. No, her name is... Oh, God, what's her name? Was Mia? It? No, Mia. Thank you. I'm like, I told her by the actress's name. Yeah. I was like, fuck, <laughs> what was it? Did I write it down? Um, yeah, so they're, they're, um, what's their dynamic like from the get-go, Dan? So, Sasha immediately is just like, she's not my sister, I'm not dealing with this. While Mia is actively getting bullied by Catherine, who's just around, and, uh, Mia's not doing so hot. She does not love this whole thing, and she's just trying to get away from her family at this point, because she doesn't like Sasha either. They're not, like, gelling. They have not had a good time together in years, guaranteed. Uh, Especially because they're stepsisters, so they didn't grow up their whole lives together. It's more of a recent bond. Yeah, we're a recent blended family, which, again, we're all for diversity at Square Horror. I really like Mm -hmm. that they're actually utilizing and nailing a stepsister dynamic and, like, a blended family sort of archetype. Um, so they're living with Mia's, so, I mean, it's, it's Sasha's mom and Mia's dad got married. Mm -hmm. Uh, both of them are about, like, 16 or 17, um, and they're living with Mia's dad in the Yucatan, and he's just got the coolest job ever, which is some kind of Nathan Drake type, like, underwater archaeology. You just do whatever you want sort of job, like, you just do cool shit all day. It's something that, like, Mm. like a little kid would lie about their dad at school doing, you know what I mean? Like, it's just some cool, yeah, underwater archaeologist. Yeah, it's like if Aquaman mixed with Indiana <laughs> Jones, and that's your dad. Fuck, that's awesome. <laughs> that that's got to be a movie now. Fuck. Okay, hold. Right, because anyway, like we'll get all to mean, that. Because <laughs> I mean, all that there, all he's doing is like he basically just goes around to like fucking awesome places, like you know Mayan ruins in Mexico, uh, and mm. he digs up or, or investigates through diving uh, these these like thousand year old or hundred you know centuries old just ruins uh and mm-hmm. that's his job him and his just like they're like 20 year old guys just diving listening to music all day while they like set up lights and shit for like scientists to come through like that's just the coolest mm-hmm. gig ever right uh well, yeah, like, the underwater city all these awesome. places yeah because so like their place cool. is fucking cool it's like huge though mm-hmm Um, And yeah, so when they get home from school that day, um, at dinner, they get sat down and dad's like, hey, I got something that's going to bond the family together and get you two to not kill each other. You're going to go to this glass bottom boat and see some sharks. That's awesome. That's like, why would anyone not be cool with that? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to step on my high horse for a second. 
Um, when I was in Australia, I went into a semi-submersible, uh, like glass-sided um, boat when I was at the Great Barrier Reef. So I could just Bro. like see everything around me. It was one of the coolest fucking things ever. I That's would do awesome. that so quickly if there were sharks there too. Are you like I got great to see sea whites? turtle from Bro. like twenty I mean, feet yeah. away? It was rad, dude. Yeah, man, I, I I would kill to see great white sharks in a glass bottom boat. It sounds incredible, and they yeah. are just like I'm not going with her. Like I'm not doing that. I have plans already, and I'm like, girl. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? This is the coolest thing ever. And it yeah. sounds like bonding could happen there, you know? Like, you guys might grow to be friends with each other. Why would you step on that actively, Sasha? Be a family. Talk to each other. Talk to each other. And ultimately, when they get there, there is a good reason for them to opt out of the glass bottom boat that isn't just, ugh, sister. Um, right, yeah. Instead, yeah. it's that Mia's bully Catherine is also there that same day, and they're just like, well, shit, I don't want to spend all day with this bitch. Because, I mean, up until this she point. Might, she might throw me in with the sharks, honestly, at this hey, point. Hey, maybe. I mean, honestly, she might. Uh, but, like, up until this point, they've been doing a lot of shit talking to try to convince me that I don't want them to go on this shark boat thing. Um, mm-hmm. but because that bully is there, it gives them a really good incentive to give Sasha the opportunity to like, actually want to help me out and be like, you know what? Why do you put up with this shit? Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, come out, come out with us. Like we're bailing, like, you know, Nicole and co are here. We're bailing. Um, we're going to go somewhere really cool. And like, you're just gonna mm-hmm. be miserable here anyway. So like, why don't you come with us? So like taking that initiative you know, she steps up and is like, you know what? Maybe I will try a little tiny mm-hmm. bit. Maybe not on this awesome great white shark boat, but somewhere perhaps mm-hmm. even better. Well, yeah, and then we get some really cool establishing shots of the rainforests of Mexico. Because some of these establishing shots throughout this whole movie of any of the nature aspects. Yeah. They're just gorgeous. It's gorgeous, man. All the around. southern the Yucatan in, in Mexico is gorgeous. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Uh and the the whole like idea behind this adventure is that they're gonna go to um this basically like in the jungle there's just this big giant hole in the earth. Uh where mm-hmm. it's like an opening for an underwater cave system. But it's basically just like a big pool. It's like all by yourself. No one's getting in there, and you can go like cliff jumping off of it. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. It's in the middle of this jungle, which is like a real thing that is existing in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing. Um, and so all of them decide to just like go over there, hang out for a little bit, and then um, I think it's Alexa who's like, well, you know. Ben did show me how to get into the first cave. Yeah. If we want to just, like, go in there for a little bit and just, like, see what's there. Right, And right. Mia, at first, is immediately like, uh, hell no. Uh, my dad works in this cave, and I don't want to be murdered by him if he sees that we're doing this unsupervised. Right, because, like... Luckily... I- they all know sort of how to scuba dive, except the ones that don't. And they're just like, yeah. no, I'll be fine. And I'm like, listen, um, scuba diving is hard, I'm sure. I've not been. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to. I'm too scared. 
Right, oh, yeah. and and this is cave diving. Like, this isn't just, like, putting on a bunch of scuba gear and going off the beach. Like, this, you're going to go in a cave um, that people are you're actively still mapping. spaces. Right, and, like, and you're no not trained you're going in. Hey, right, that's the most important thing. You know, you have a limited supply of air. If you get lost, you could run out of air and f- fucking drown. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a very real possibility that you could get lost. Um, and yeah, if you get caught by anyone that's down there, they're going to kill you. They're like, bro, you can't be down here. It's fucking dangerous. Cause it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I doubt it's like riding a bike. It's probably requiring a lot of like mental processes to remember like techniques and mm-hmm. where shit is and how to use equipment like air breathers, like respirators. I don't even know what you need. Like it's a lot. <laughs> it's breathing underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, like at one point when they're going in, there's a point where they're like, all right, we have to go single file at this point. And I'm like, all right, this is getting a little too tight for comfort. Um, I already don't like go really back. like going into caves not underwater because I'm afraid of yeah. how confined the spaces get. Like, Listen, if you were I'm telling not, me. I'm <laughs> like overly claustrophobic, but I right. would fucking hate this. Yeah, like anytime I see, like, like I can't, part of watching the descent for me is just the parts where they get, like, stuck in the cave uh, like i hate uh, that shit so much so to put mm. that underwater again before there are even sharks remotely talked about this is already like we I haven't don't know even about seen this. a fish yet listen like, there, there ain't shit down shark. there danny there aren't sharks down there don't be ridiculous this is a cave yeah it's a, the, the, the most sharks. the most dangerous thing that could happen down there is they could it's just getting drown. lost or drowning yeah very real <laughs> things <laughs> But once they do get into the cave, the temple is really cool. Bro, it's so cool. And, like, uh, Mia knows all about this stuff because, like, she's kind of a nerd about this stuff because her dad literally is an archaeologist. So definitely brought her up by, like, teaching her all about this stuff. It's cool to know things about history. Yeah. No, I'm not not downplaying (laughs) that. I actually think that's really cool that she, like... Gets to like exposition dump and be like, yeah. I thought it was really here. I thought I know what's going on in there. (laughs) I was like, I want to know more. Please tell me more. Well, yeah. When Nicole was like, all right, let's just jump in. I'm like, no, please tell me more about these burial tombs that are now. (gasps) I actually want to know. Yeah, please. (laughs) That'd be great. Uh, uh yeah. Well, yeah, so the, the, the whole temple is full of these statues, of, they're like human-sized statues um, that are arranged mm-hmm. around these altars uh, throughout the room. And the room is like pretty big. It's like one of the large, like the caves are like, it's like going through like a labyrinth, like a maze. Yeah. Um, but you're swimming through it. The temple is like a larger room with like multiple, I think it's like multiple entrances. There's at least two entrances. I think there's like one at the end of the room um, and there's like little ducts and stuff around like where people yeah. can go through. So it's a large room um, and while they're kind of just chilling, uh, Nicole sees something move and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, um, why is there anything moving down here? That's actually very <laughs> frightening. I don't like yeah. to think about that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's probably just got to be, like, a fish, right, Matt? Like, there's not going to be anything, like, overly dangerous down here. Well, that's the thing. Like, why couldn't it have just been a fish? Like, uh, Alexa... it is just a fish. No, 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 no. I'm talking, like, Alexa knows 
the cave more or less like because she's the one that like tells them how to do scuba stuff and she's the one that like knows where stuff's set in the cave so she knows stuff because mm-hmm. like ben's told her about it he's brought her down there before yeah so like I, I don't know like i felt like if there are fish down there like she would have known about it but like mm-hmm. she was just like you didn't see anything you're screwing with us i'm like okay but if there are fish down there and there are why didn't she know about it because there are cave fish cave fish are a thing yeah cave fish like, are that's a, a thing. whole thing that's right. like a real life thing that we all know about. Right. But yes, for the purpose of this movie, I'm like, okay, I know it's a fish cuz like realistically it could be, but like she was getting freaked out about what it could be and they just mm-hmm. let her hang out to dry with like you're seeing things. There's nothing there. And I'm like, dude, if you there weren't supposed to be fish there and she saw that fucking weird thing, that would have been very scary. <laughs> mhm. Cuz that and fish roared. <laughs> Well, yeah, they start to go up to the fish to, like, take a closer look at this translucent fish, which, honestly, has got to be cool to see. But then when you get cool. too close to it, it roars at you, which Uncalled for. then, in turn, leads to uh, you knocking over a pillar in this underground burial tomb. Oh, God. Uh, which can't end well, because then not only is that going to affect the structural integrity of the burial tomb you're in, but also it's going to fill the water with a bunch of dust. So you can't see each other for a little bit. That's the biggest problem that they were talking about is like, if you kick up silt or the dirt that's down there, because there's no light, you know, cause underground, Mm -hmm. if you kick up dirt, you can't see anything. So you're getting lost. You're getting very easily lost in an underground labyrinth. And you have limited air. You don't know where you're going. And I mean, soon enough, there's gonna be other there's gonna be other shit. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, it's they all get separated almost immediately when that pillar goes down. Yeah. Like they yeah, get it takes them lost. a good good yeah. couple of minutes to find each other when they're still in the same room. Right. Like again, it's large, and you know, but the fact that there are those underwater, you know, statues of people. You know, they're running into people being like, oh, it's, oh, it's not you, it's just a person, you know. But, you know so there's mm-hmm. lots of confusion and, you know, should they have done this? No. Are they reaping the no. consequences? Absolutely. But it's still oh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and then we get the first, what I think is probably one of the scariest um, moments of the movie. Good which is just, God. Um, we see, <clears throat> we see right behind someone as a light is going past them, we see part of the shark. That for was the first fucking... Time. Sc- yeah, I was like, I wrote in all caps, dude, what was that? <laughs> right? It <laughs> fucked with me. And like, it's like, one of the I, most effective jump scares, because there's no sound effect with it, it is no. just it happening. And that right, is enough. Because, right. okay, up until this point, you know, we're, we're positive, so obviously we're not going to, like, talk too much shit, but, like, it's, at least just for those, just to put this in perspective, whatever you think about this movie so far in terms of, like, characters, how they're written, um, that sort of thing, this mm. movie is worth it because these sharks are fucking scary. Like, Terrifying. it doesn't, like, if you hate these characters, Fine they're gonna get eaten like it's it, that's part of yep. like it, it's scary dude like it is they they built this movie around a very scary concept and yes mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is still very good like i feel like character wise there's a lot of good stuff there maybe some of the dialogue is not as great but like 
character-wise, someone cared about that. But yeah. even so, it is still very much an excuse to have underwater cave sharks eat people. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and it just, it admits both. Definitely. And, like, I'll be the first to admit that not all of the shark CG looks all that great throughout this movie. I agreed. It, it, it could I don't do some care. work. It doesn't matter. Because they don't use because, it very much. Well, yeah, so much of it is built around the tension of them just existing mm-hmm. in this uh, condensed space is enough to, like, be terrifying without seeing it actually be terrifying. Right, right. Um, and I would say, in terms, because like the concept is kind of goofy, because I feel like most of the time that there are shark horror movies, it's always a great white shark, because great white sharks are Jaws, and they look like murderers. I'm sorry, but like yeah. look at their faces; they just look evil, because it's just black, <laughs> soulless eyes, and their coloring makes it look like they're just caked in blood. I'm, just, I don't know, that's what it yeah. looks like to me. But they look scary; they look dangerous, and mm-hmm. because of that, they make for great villains. So, Absolutely. which is not fair, but yeah, if, if it helps for some people, um, imagine, because, like, sharks don't actually come in this flavor. Like, they're not actually mm-hmm. cave sharks. This um, flavor, Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's, I, there's not a species, where, it's basically if they were like, oh man, that it's type a, of fish is cool, like what if it was a great white shark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which uh, is fine, yeah, because, like because... white eyes. Yeah. It looks like a ghost. Barely even eyes. It looks like a ghost shark. And especially like with the the lack of light in the caves, um, they could for all intents and purposes be ghosts Uh, because they don't make any noise either. They just kind of show up and like, holy fuck, there's one of them right there. Um, And uh, I would just say like for some people, it would be probably easier for imagine to imagine them. Because, like, they don't behave like sharks. They behave like horror movie sharks. So they're not really yeah. sharks in species and in behavior. Uh, so if it's easier for some people to visualize it, uh, think of them as, like, giant predatory underwater panthers. You know, where they're, like, they're silent. They kind of just pop out of corners to kill people. And uh-huh. they can't see you. So that's kind of my yeah. working formulation of kind of what this thing is. But it's very dangerous. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Are you, can you well, see it, listeners? And, <laughs> and to show how dangerous it is, uh, I believe it's Ben who shows up. That's Ben, yeah. sees that they're down there and is like, hey, um, what the fuck are you guys doing? And then immediately got, gets got by this ghost shark. It's it's horrifying to In those girls who are just... poor <laughs> girls. Right, they're that just talking the- to him and then he gets, like, obliterated. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an immediate, like trauma bond for these four girls right like (laughs) like first of all seeing somebody die that you know in front of you Uh seeing someone die that you know horribly in front of you you know getting eaten by a shark that you didn't know existed and now also that you're next so like a lot is getting is coming through it at once Mm -hmm. and so naturally the girls uh try to swim the fuck out of there but the entrance they came into has caved in so they don't know how to get out yeah and they're for all intents and purposes lost because the ben when he came in uh so divers that are working in the cave system because he works with uh mia and sophie's dad um i did it again sasha 
me and Sasha's dad. Yeah. Uh, so he he's carrying a lifeline. So it's basically like yeah. a big. It's like an underwater thread that you can kind of you know check to see where like where you where you've been. Um, and yeah, it's kind it's of the only way. The equiv- it's the underwater equivalent to like leaving breadcrumbs behind. Yeah. You. When yeah, you're like and on the trail. it's pretty much the only way that you can tell where you're going through the labyrinths because everything yeah. looks the same. Um, so he drops the line when he gets bitten in half, uh, mm-hmm. and you know it's like. And now their whole thing is: how are we going to get out of here with limited air, and this whole thing? Well, you yeah, know? they're all at about forty percent oxygen left in their tanks. When they came in, they had a hundred, and it hasn't been all that long, so you know they don't have too much time. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, and after they have that, like, you know, like, you know, breather minute where they check all their, air, they check their oxygen. Um, mm-hmm. Alexa's even like, "Bro, how is it even possible that there's a great white shark down yeah. here?" <laughs> and I think that it's that sort of like creepiness of uh a lot of movies like 30 days a night we talked about it where they're talking about like man are these can we even kill vampires the same way we think we do like they're like listen Mm -hmm. let's not talk about the fact that vampires exist let's talk about the fact that it's happening and we need to deal with it so it's like now you've got these weird animals that you've never heard of so you don't know what they've got or how (laughs) they're gonna come at you so suffice to the the fact that they're real now what do we do we have limited air we don't know where we're going what's our next plan of action so they go to ben's guideline that he dropped and they're like all right we're gonna follow this and hopefully it'll bring us back to where the other workers are so they can help us get out of here and figure this out and they follow it for a little bit remembering that there are sharks that they have to keep an eye out for uh, but at one point, when they get to the end of the guideline, they realize that it was cut. And so it cannot lead them all the way back. And then another shark shows up, so they gotta hop their. They have, gotta swim their happy asses away from that shark towards an air pocket that he can't get to. I love the. Just have air pockets in caves. It works so <laughs> great. That well, and I love just... that the first thing. Because they're all running out of air, so they take off their oxygen masks, and they're like, this air tastes weird. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's been, been there underground for, fucking... for centuries, probably. Right. That's can't, that can't be good. No. Um, but, you know, it's like, now where are we going to go, though? Like, there's, mm-hmm. we're completely out of options of where to go. We're very low on air. Like, the only way out, basically, is to just go through the city, but they don't have the air for that. Um, yeah. And as much as the underwater burial catacombs, I had to mention it, would be a sweet place to play laser tag in. Uh, it being, would be if, if it wasn't it, underwater, if it was just underground. Yeah, if, if it wasn't underwater and you weren't on like limited air and you didn't know where you were going to go, uh, and there yeah. wasn't a bunch of giant predatory underwater panthers or G-pups, patent pending, uh, that are going to hunt you down and kill you, um, and you better not run into them. Because those... Yeah. Um, the fact that the G pups are blind is so scary because when it does pop out and it eats that little probe that they're going to like, mm-hmm. they're trying to go, they find it as like, oh, that means we're close to an area that um, people are working in. Um, and then yeah. the, the thing comes out and it eats the probe. Now they're all in the most intense game of Marco Polo ever played because it can't Ooh, see yeah. them. So if they, if he touches them, then they're dead. 
So they've got to yeah, like it's over. You know, like hug the ground, hug the wall, and just not move. Mm-hmm. And then uh, suddenly, Mia, while they're in the air pocket, she starts hearing music down there, and she's like, "Well, that's got to be something." Because there's not just going to be random 80s tunes down here. That would be weird if that if that was true. That would be concerning if that was just happening nowhere. Right. Um, but that so means that it's uh, her dad, right? Like, he's got to be working because he's got one of those cool underwater well, yeah, it's either gotta be It's either got to be her dad or one of the workers who works with her dad who can bring right. her to her dad. And this is the first time anybody from the four girls gets split up willingly because since they're all lowering in their oxygen, she's like, all right, it doesn't make sense for all of us to waste our air. I'll go out there and find what's going on on the other side. Yeah. So So, now we switch perspectives to, I can't remember this guy's name, but he's the dude, Carl. Uh, He's jamming to some eighties rock. Uh, mm-hmm. in his fucking underwater speaker doing underwater welding. Uh, it's just yeah. peak, it's just peak, like, man energy happening here. Mm-hmm. Like, this is gonna be the coolest job in the world. Um, but it quickly, it quickly becomes very much like a scene out of Halloween, uh, when the speaker gets cut and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, what, what's going on? And he, like, looks around Martins. and he thinks, he thinks it's Ben. So he's like, hey, Ben, like, don't play with me. Like put it back, and then the speaker I was in the turns. Of my jam, on. don't ruin this. Right, and then as he's looking for it, the speaker turns on again somewhere, and he doesn't know where it is. With like a creepy slower like ballad song, and I'm like, yeah. it's ominous as fuck. And I'm like, listen, we talked about how the shark from Jaws and Michael Myers are basically the same. Uh, mm. This is a great example of that because then the shark like comes up from behind him and just like eats him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then uh, we get our, speaking of Halloween, uh, we get a Halloween Kills flashback with oh, God. the alarm. Uh, as soon as that alarm went off, I had flashbacks to Halloween Kills. Because mm-hmm. I guess divers, when uh, they can have like a distress signal that sounds for like, oh, you know, it's because it's, sound carries very easily through water. Um, the girls hear this alarm and they're like, oh, it's a diver in distress. We can just follow that sound. It's probably where my dad's at. So, um, dad is alive. Uh, and still out there. Yeah. Right. He's still out there. He's like, holy shit, there's sharks. (laughs) I can't believe it. Mm -hmm. Like he's just as like, as as shocked as they are. (laughs) Well, yeah. And then the other girls join, uh, Mia and Grant, which is her dad's name. Um, yes, so they're finding correct. it all together and this is when they're like okay the shark is blind so we can bamboozle him with noise so we can get the hell out of here right because and it's Grant such a was the other exit that yeah. there were two entrances to the cave and they destroyed the one so they have to go to the new hidden one that only grant knows where it is Right, and I'm really glad that Grant's here to actually have a plan and to save the day. Um, I'm also really glad that the uh, the G-Pups in question are so distracted by noise. Like, they really are great at hearing because they will change directions on a dime if they hear yeah. a noise. And it's kind of, I like, I respect that they can exploit its weakness in such a way. 
Um, uh, and I don't know. It, it just works out. And it's very, very creepy. The fact that it's like yeah. running right at your face and then you're like a noise over there and it just turns right in front of you. And you're like, oh, God. How do I like mm-hmm. shit my pants underwater? Yeah. Um, so then they get to the uh, or exit to the cave and it's essentially in this like little pool where they have to use an uh, ascender pulley in order to get out, which can only take one person at a time, which would be okay, except for the fact that there are two sharks circling them as they're waiting for um, Alexa to climb the ascender. Bro, this this ascender scene is fucking horrifying. And Mm -hmm. it's one of the, like, when people think about what is scary about, like, if if you were to be like, hey, give me a nightmare scenario for, like, you and a shark and water, Mm -hmm. they would describe this exact scene. Uh, Like, and, but but the twist that there was more than one shark, uh, I don't know, to me it wasn't as, like, surprising or, like, as scary the second time, because I'm thinking, like, they keep escaping these things through, like, little tiny human-sized, like, ducts in the rocks that the sharks can't get through. And, uh, I, I don't know. It's really nice that, like, it, they didn't just make me think it was the same shark. And they, like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure it was multiple just hanging out. And because of that, though, that's way scarier then because uh, the fact that there's a bunch of them and there's only one way out, it's just, like whenever they decide they want to kill you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And so Nicole decides that, um, Alexa's not moving fast enough for her on the ascender. So she starts to just hop on and just try to like crawl her way up the ascender line. Um, and Grant tries to warn her that it won't carry the weight of two people at one time, but Nicole sure is not listening to that. And decides to keep going for it and almost makes it out because she gets to the top by the time the ascender falls from its like secure spot, which dunks Alexa back into the water with the two sharks. But Alexa is not the one who faces uh, death in this scene. It is Nicole who drops from the height where she was like holding onto because she grabs a wrong rock. And these two sharks have like a feeding frenzy with her body. Yeah, they just they do that like T-Rex from Jurassic Park 2 thing where they like both bite like each half of her and then they just kind of just rip her in half. Um well, yeah, and they like and, spin with it too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they got to cuz again, they're not sharks. They're mm-hmm. GPUPSs. Uh rodents of unusual size. I don't remember my own acronym anymore. <laughs> <laughs> G-pups, I thought G-pups, yeah, it is, but I don't remember what it's um, It doesn't matter <laughs> Yeah, ghost sharks Those things uh, In the water, eating these people um, It also doesn't stop them From uh, eating dad Too, uh, Grant gets well, fucking yeah, they got find out, They find out The uh, ghost sharks Don't like the alarm That they found on the uh, One welder um, because of the noise, but it does not keep them away long enough for it to keep them from killing dad. It's also really terrifying that that uh, alarm has just a, a flashing red light 
And mm-hmm. all the underwater shots, it's just like the only w- times that you see those sharks, those ghost sharks, are like reflected in the red light. And they're just moving. Yeah. Like, it's fucking creepy. Uh, like it's that big shot from like the trailer from the first movie where like she lights up a flare and there's like nine sharks around her and you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is night. This is a nightmare. This is nightmare fuel of the highest order. Um, especially when, you know, after dad gets killed, um, the girls have to then be like, all right, so we have to go back down there, uh, and Wait, find another way out. <laughs> Because uh, before Dad died, he does tell them, he's like, alright, so listen, there's one other way out of these caves, which is to, like, go further down in order to get to an exit that'll go straight out into the ocean. And so right. they're like, alright, I guess we gotta go deeper by ourselves with in an area we don't know whatsoever. Right. And, and so it's it, like all you've got is them that into the worst scenario. Yeah, like all you've got is that alarm for lights. Um, mm-hmm. And they're pretty sure that the uh, ghost sharks don't like the sound of the alarm because, like, I guess sa- mm-hmm. they don't like sound or they don't like the flash of the light it's or, or too, whatever. It's too much sound for them, I think. It overstimulates it's too much sound. their oral factories. Sure. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. They need something because otherwise these kids yeah. are dead. <laughs> um, but yeah. because of that, it's like they're and they they even have a moment where they're like, "How do we even know that that actually is the reason those sharks just aren't killing us right now?" Mm-hmm. Um, and when they're down yeah. there and they're they're swimming like straight downwards, it's they're pretty sure that the light and the sound is helpful, but it's just like flashing to show them that there's like a shark, like right in front of them and to like move. Yeah. Cause again, these sharks can't see them. So they're mm-hmm. just as blind as the sharks are, which I guess is better in a way than the first movie where like the sharks knew you were there. Um, mm-hmm. but in this case, it's just like, just don't swim into them and then they won't kill you. Cause they don't know you're there. Yeah. They're just kind of waiting for you to bump into them. Mm hmm. Well, and then they encounter the most dangerous underwater current ever. Yeah, that shit is pretty intense. Those currents it's... are also the like underwater survivability factor because they'll just rip them mm. right under, right out of there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, this this current ends up catching Sasha and separating her from Alexa and Mia. Well, they fucking think it kills her, for one, which yeah. is a legit good fake-out death. Mm-hmm. Because by that point, yeah, Mia's like, bro, we can't leave her. Like, it, like the the death felt more weights, you know? Yeah. Because they didn't yeah, just cause... willy-nilly kill these girls. It was, like, after a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was time to bond. Because, as Dad had hoped... Sasha and Mia are bonding throughout this day, just yeah. not in the way that he expected them to. Through trauma, which is not a good way to create bonds with people. No, it's It's a very bad way to create bonds with people. Um, but we also get another pretty uh, intense, you know, surprising death when, uh, you know, now that it's just Alexa and, uh, and Mia, you know, the... The ghost sharks inexplicably come through the tiny little spaces and the, the, yep. the currents to pop out to bite Alexa at, like in her air tank uh, and start yeah. pulling her back in. So she's forced to ditch her air 
um, and she ends up drowning. So we do get like a non ghost shark related death uh, because the conditions yeah. are just that dangerous. Uh, and Mia even comes close a couple of times to drowning uh, throughout the rest of the movie too because now that they have that like reuniting point uh, of like, holy shit, like I can't believe that that current didn't kill you. I guess we do have to like jump into the current and let it carry us out. But like you got to hold your mm-hmm. breath for that long. And I'm like, I can't hold my breath too long. <laughs> no, I would, I would die. Yeah, me too. I would be a goner. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, have made it this far. There's no way. Um, and uh, so they find the sunlight, which means that they found the exit that'll lead into the ocean, but it's a really tight fit. Oh, so they're okay, not going to be able to make squeezes. it with their materials. So they have to ditch their basically empty air tanks to swim up to the surface and get out of here. Yeah, and they get back out to the open ocean, which means that they're safe from those horrific ghost sharks, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're safe. And they even see a boat in front of them, which means that they have safety. Right, Matt? Right. Except, what's that that in the water with them? You you guys, I think, is that the shark tour boat? Are they, is this chum in the, are we fucked? Are my blood? (laughs) You know how badly I wish the movie ended this way. <laughs> Just there? No, 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 no. With them getting eaten by these sharks. <laughs> well, I forgot about this part of the movie. Because, like, I remember all the cave stuff. Yeah, but I yeah. I forgot that they, like, make it out to a chumming session. They're, uh, like, in all so the blood. There was part that of me they're... when I was watching this. And I was like, oh, my God. I, they're going to die. They're not going right. to have a happy end. They're going to die. They're not going to make it. I think that it's such a better ending because it's so funny and it's so the opposite of the vibe of the movie so far mm-hmm. because, you know, like, so there's, there's chum in the water because you got to attract great white sharks some way. And mm-hmm. um, because it's a movie, these great white sharks are all huge and they're all very eager to kill um, over and over because every time the girls mm-hmm. look like they're going to get into the boat, a shark just pulls them into the water right yeah uh and because it's a shark movie we have to end it with a shark getting shot in the face i guess um so Mm -hmm. this movie's got that too and i feel like this might just be my opinion but um the i I feel like these unfortunate great white sharks are kind of like the scapegoats for all of the revenge we want on the ghost sharks that we've had up oh, until this yeah. point in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, these guys don't... They don't deserve the indecent shark assault that happens in this last scene. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the sharks up until this point in the movie haven't been real, but the only time there are, like, real sharks in the movie, they just abuse them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, not actually well, yeah, real like, sharks, you know what I mean? But, like, yeah, actual yeah. great white sharks as opposed to, like, ghost sharks that don't exist. Well, yeah. Like, Mia has a shark's tooth that she got earlier in the movie from her dad that she uses to stab a shark until it lets her go so she can get on the boat that was unnecessarily Uh, gory (laughs) sasha got bit the fuck out of in her side um but they both but these stepsisters are now bond trauma bonded sisters that both survived the movie and uh mia's bully Catherine is staring at her as she's now fought back against sharks 
Right, because, like, how funny would the movie have been, though, if... Because she's on that boat. Her bully is on that boat. And they would have been, too, had they not gone. So, like, imagine... Because, like, they come up, like, to the glass boat bottom. They're, like, banging on the glass. And she's sitting there, like, holy shit. Like, what the fuck? And, like, could you have imagined them? (laughs) They got ripped apart right in front of her. She's going to deal with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's just, like, such a crazy, like, Kevin Williamson ending to the movie. (laughs) Yeah, you're you know right. What I mean? <laughs> like I don't know, I kind of dug it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have been a very happy death day to you type ending, if I may say. Yes. Because that does it for uh, our 47 meters down uncaved coverage. Um, yes. I think that if you're going to watch a shark movie, you should watch this one. Um, it's Definitely. legitimately it's frightening. It's on Netflix. So it's easy access. Yes. Give it a watch. It will give you shark nightmares. It gave me shark Mm -hmm. nightmares the first time I watched it. And even if you don't like shark nightmares, I mean, come on. Live a little bit, man. Think about how cool seeing shots of Mexico is, man. And uh, how awesome it would be to be on an actual, like, great white shark glass boat tour. That'd be sweet. Think Mm -hmm. about that all the time. It's on my bucket list now for sure. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, follow our Instagram at the underscore square horror podcast. You can reach us at square horror podcast at gmail.com. Also follow us on Spotify. I'm going to start saying this now. I feel like this is important. Follow us on Spotify. If you are a Spotify listener, there is a tab on the top of the Spotify page by our name and it should say follow or subscribe or something. Please do us a favor mm-hmm. and do that. That'd be sweet. Um, yes. We've got some cool stuff coming up next, Danny. I don't know about yes. you. I've watched the movie already. I've taken my notes because we originally were going to record it today. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've got a lot of new thoughts about Happy Death Day too. You. Yes. I'm very excited to rewatch it and talk about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Because ha- we all know how I feel about Happy Death Day. Now we get to talk about Happy Death Day to you next right. week. A movie that I feel like they didn't want to make a horror movie. They just wanted to build the story of the world they created. And we're like, well, we've got to have murder happen. So we'll... Well, You know what's hip right now is Parallel Dimensions. Can we make it work for a slasher movie? The answer is yes. Yes. Um, After that, we've got some more movies coming up to our uh, episode 100, which, again, we cannot Mm -hmm. stress enough will be dope. Make sure that you listen to that. Um, Danny, we have anything else we got to cover? I think that's everything for right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't really have advice. Don't go cave diving in a situation like this. If you don't know what the don't fuck go you're cave doing by yourself, don't do it. Everything in this movie was brought upon. They brought upon themselves. So you can feel yeah. bad for them or not. I think it's cool that the movie did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time. You all stay spooky out there. See how long you can hold your breath for before the uh, episode ends. I already failed. (laughs) 